The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I'd like to begin this part with a little um, guided meditation. So it may be about 10 minutes. It's not going to be very long. And so we'll just start by allowing the body to relax. Maybe taking a deeper breath or two as a support for that relaxation. relaxing the muscles of the body. One uh, interesting exploration that can be fun to play with is to try dropping a request into the meditation. But then just make it completely a request, not trying to do this. And seeing how the mind and body respond to the request. May the body relax. Sometimes there can be a little bit of letting go, a releasing of some kind of tension that we weren't even quite aware of with that request. May the body relax. May the body relax. May the mind relax. You don't even have to know what that means. Just drop that request in and see. How does the mind respond to that request? May the mind relax. Letting yourself just connect with whatever's obvious in this present moment. Relax. Notice that you're aware, whether you're aware. And what experience or experiences come to you in that open, relaxed space of awareness?
And then for the next, say, five minutes of the sitting, I'd like to suggest you open to the possibility of being aware of thoughts as they arise in your mind. Just let your mind be like a a screen or a clear slate. And just be present and notice when and if thoughts come. With each thought, as soon as you notice it, just count it. So you'll be counting how many thoughts you have in the next five minutes. You don't need to count the counting. Relax. At first, they can hide a little bit when you're kind of actively waiting for them. They'll come, so just with each thought. Recognize it as a thought and count it. Some of these thoughts might come as words, as if you're talking to yourself, as images, as if somebody else is talking to you. It doesn't matter how they appear. Just count each one and notice what happens as you count each thought.
So, were you able to count thoughts? Was that possible? Are any of you willing to share something of what you noticed? A lot of my thoughts were sort of faint, fuzzy. So the lot of, then there were thoughts about, was that a thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that was a thought. And then thinking about, well, what would I say at the end of the, the sitting? Or there's another thought. <laughs> yeah, so some, some of the thoughts are kind of more vague and fuzzy, and some like really like jump out at you. It's like, was that a thought? Well, there, that was a thought. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you begin to notice... One of the things you begin to notice is kind of different layers or levels of thought. You know, some thoughts feel kind of more whispery and quiet or kind of drifty, and others are way more active. You know, they're they're kind of they've got some intention behind them. Um, you know, what am I gonna like? What am I gonna say? You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, that's that, that's one of the things that begins to be pointed out about what when we become aware of our thoughts that there are different. Well, kind of levels of thought. The grossest kind of thought, the most obvious perhaps, is um, one that we usually think of as like talking to ourselves. Did anybody notice that kind of thought? Raise your hands if you notice that kind of thought. Okay, most of you. That kind of thought, actually I just learned recently, um, actually has a vocal component to it. You know, it, it, it's got the intention, even though it's just thought, um, they're talking about being able to um, use thought to control uh, kind of a, 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 a speech thing for people who can't talk because the thoughts will produce um, like vibrations. It's called subvocalization in the vocal area. So when it gets to that level, the thoughts are pretty obvious, and they often have some intention behind them. Other levels of thought are much quieter. Sometimes images will come up. How many of you noticed images? Lots of you noticed images. Um, how many of you noticed a thought like um, a feeling in the body? A few of you. Uh-huh. Um, how many of you noticed like whole full-blown movies? A few, yeah. <laughs> Um, so what happened when you... So that, this just points to actually the um, variety of ways in which our minds think. You know, that there's a lot of different modalities in which we think. And the fact that you saw that, the fact that you could see the different kinds of ways that your mind thinks is a pointer to the fact that it's possible to be aware of thinking. Possible to be mindful of thinking. So what happened for you when you noticed the thinking? When you counted the thought, what happened? Anybody willing to share what happened when you counted a thought? Oh, great. Can you hear me? What I noticed when I counted the thought was it was easier to ch- kind of just let it go and then a new pop w- thought would pop up and take its place. Yes, and that's, that's part of the power of this. That, so um, 
when we become aware of thought as thought, I mean, typically our relationship to thought is that we're involved in the content of the thought. And in the counting, we were actually more interested in, oh, there was a thought happening in the present moment. And so the counting began to um, take us out of the world of the content and being kind of caught or pulled into the vortex of the content of the thought and able to recognize, oh, that's a thought. That's something that's happening now. This one piece of recognizing the difference between being lost in thought, caught up in the content of thought, and knowing thought as something happening in the present moment, if this becomes clear to you this week, this will be huge. This will be a huge benefit for you in your life because when we are caught up in our thoughts, engaged in the content of our thoughts, that's the place where our habits of mind, our um, you know, habitual tendencies tend to slip in and start running amok with our minds. How many of you have experienced suffering because of thinking? <laughs> so clearly, I'm speaking to the choir here. <laughs> yes, yes, and we experience thinking as a result of suffering, yes. So, the, the beginning to recognize where is it that we get caught, how is it that we get caught, and to begin to recognize thought is actually, actually just something that's happening now. The, the thing that we get caught in about thought is, are the ideas. about It's not about an image arose in my mind that we get caught. It's not about the, the experience of talking to ourselves that we get caught. It's about what we are experiencing in that image. It's about the content of the thought that we get caught about. And so the, 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 this movement to be able to step back from the content and recognize there's a thought happening right now gives us that little bit of space I was talking about earlier to um, perhaps begin to relate to that thought more skillfully. So in that place of um, being able to recognize the thought, often, as you pointed out, it does tend to weaken the thought. I mean, very often it will create the conditions for... I mean, it's like when, when there's mindfulness present... Many of our thoughts kind of uh, are nourished by unawareness. And so when mindfulness comes in, it, uh, it kind of denourishes the thoughts that are springing from unawareness. So that's one of the benefits of, of just simple, just a simple mindfulness like this of counting the thoughts, of just being aware, oh, these are thoughts, these are thoughts happening now that also steps us back from the content. Now, in that awareness of the thought as something that's happening now, we are aware that it's a phenomenon happening now, and we're also generally aware of the content. Now, in our um, 
meditation practice, in our sitting meditation practice, we often have an agenda to quiet the mind of thoughts. And in our daily lives, this is one of the reasons why I think daily life practice is so challenging because the way we've learned to practice mindfulness is through letting go of thoughts. And we quickly see in our daily lives we have to think. And we get this idea somehow that Well, if I'm having to think, then I can't be mindful. So what I want to do is to begin to open the possibility for you to actually be aware while thinking, thinking in our daily lives, to begin to look at the thoughts that are happening. So you've gotten now a flavor of that possibility through this little uh, guided meditation, through this short exercise. You've gotten a taste of the possibility of being able to recognize that a thought is happening in the present moment. That's the stepping stone on which being mindful of thinking can grow. Just, just that simple knowing. Ah, there's a thought happening now. In that thought happening now, in that awareness of a thought happening now, in our daily lives as we become aware of that, we can quickly, we can begin to recognize, is this thought useful? Is this thought friendly? Is this thought true? Actually, a lot of our thoughts are kind of, I was looking at this earlier today, and it seems like a lot of our thoughts have nothing to do with true or false. They're, they're more about like, what am, what, what, what am I going to do next? And who am I going to see? And how is that going to be? I mean, it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's neither true or false. It's just a kind of a, a, the mind kind of tumbling in its world of fantasy. So it's, it's, uh, it's not, I, I'm not sure true or false really necessarily applies there. Now there are some thoughts that it's really useful to check into around um, true. Is it true? Uh, and those are some of the thoughts that we have strong beliefs around, particularly around our sense of identity, our sense of self. I'm the kind of person who... I always, that person always, when we start making statements, categorical statements about people, those are ones that it's worth checking into. You know, is this actually true? Or is it a belief? So that's, that's um, an exploration. And I'll actually talk about this quite a bit tomorrow. The, the talk tomorrow night, I thought I'd talk about um, working with thoughts in daily life. So it'll be more of an elaboration. Today I'm mostly interested in helping you to recognize the possibility of being mindful of thought, mindful while thinking, and that possibility of seeing, yes, this is a thought arising now, and noticing the content of the thought. So when we become aware of thought, we, we, we can become aware of the content as well, and Uh, Have a sense of, is this useful content? You know, many, many, many of our thoughts are completely useless. (laughs) They really do not serve us very well. Many of them. And yet there are lots of thoughts that we do have to engage with in our daily life. I mean, we wouldn't be able to navigate our day without thoughts. And so if we feel like we cannot be mindful of thought, 
there's going to be a huge part of our daily life that is off-limits, or that we think is off-limits to us. And yet we do need to kind of make this distinction. Is this a thought that's useful in terms of what I need to do, who I need to see, where I need to go? Um, You know, like, I had to think about this this morning, you know. It's like, this was helpful for me to think about this this morning. So to, to not just dismiss all thoughts as being useless. So, but to make a distinction and to begin to recognize when thoughts are helpful and when they're not helpful. That, that simple distinction. And the um, checking in, are, is, are, are they, are they um, necessary? Are they kind? Are they true? And are they timely? That's another, another helpful um, one. I sometimes find myself, like on the drive here, I found myself thinking about something that I have to do. I don't know, it was months from now. And it's like, yeah, I do need to think about that. But right now, it would be more helpful to reflect on what I'm going to be talking about today. So, so to, to, to begin to distinguish, yes, this is, this is something that needs to be thought through or thought about, but is this the time for it? So, so much of our mental activity is actually not so helpful, and, and a lot of it ties back to our emotional life, that um, thoughts... You know, sometimes actually one good thing to recognize about thoughts is that they tend to be um, how our emotions communicate with us sometimes. You know, that um, if we're frustrated or confused, our thoughts will kind of give us the clue as to what's going on there. And so, you know, if we're not that in touch with our emotions sometimes, sometimes we can recognize the content of our thoughts and it can be a pointer back to what are we feeling about this? What are we feeling about this? And so that's another piece that's really helpful to check into when you become aware of thought. So aware of thought in the present moment, you may notice the content a little bit. Is there an emotion connected with that thought? Now this is... um, more challenging. That piece is more challenging in daily life, although you, you can sometimes, as you get more familiar with uh, being aware of thoughts in daily life, there tends to be a kind of a, there can be this kind of mindfulness that's like riding with what's happening. And, and like, as I see thoughts come up, I often also feel a kind of a flavor, as I think you were talking about, kind of the contraction or the openness, you know, that kind of, is there a feeling of contraction or openness around thoughts. That's a good um, signal as to whether the thought has some emotional charge or not. So, um, you know, checking into just the simplicity of is there contraction or ease while thinking is happening. So there's a lot to explore about working with thoughts. Um, In terms of this week, you know, just the encouragement, first of all, just the encouragement to not dismiss thoughts as an area for mindfulness practice. Just even if you, um, if you get interested in 
how might it be possible to be aware while thinking? And can I uh, notice that kind of rough, is it helpful or not helpful? If you can even um, get interested in exploring that, I think you will start to see some of the power of this. You know, the difference between being aware that a thought is happening and being lost in a thought is vast. It's hugely different. And the, we can be aware of the content and be mindful. That's possible. It's, we can be aware of the content and be mindful. So, you know, partly I'm just... Um, one of the things I think I do in this, in this uh, job... <laughs> vocation (laughs) is try to point out to people that you can be mindful of what you think you can't be mindful of so uh, that's part of what I'm encouraging today is to just see if you can be interested in how might it be possible to be mindful while you're thinking Um, and that exercise I hope gave you a little flavor of that so there's only a few minutes left, so I want to just see if there's questions. Yeah. Um, I find the hardest thing is when thoughts arise in the night, and um, there are emotion attached to them, fear, and they're fairly persistent. Yeah. So I'd be interested if sometime we can talk about that a little. Well, that's a great thing to bring up. I'll say a few words right now. It's a great thing to bring up during the week. I'm sure many people have this uh, thing happening. Um, So for myself, what I um, find is that uh, what I started to do at some point was when I found myself getting caught in in emotional thoughts, because that's what those are, emotional thoughts. Sometimes anxiety is there. Um... I, you know, trying to go back to sleep often doesn't work very well, right? Because the thoughts are so strong. So actually, I get up, I put myself in my meditation posture, and I watch what's happening. I open to the feelings. And I let myself do that for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then it's almost as if that uh, opening to that flow or that, it's it's like some tap has been turned on, right? You know? It's like open to the flow of that tap without either fighting it or feeding it. And it like, it, um, it has its momentum and it goes for a little while. And then it, if you're not feeding it in there, it, it can tend to dissipate. And I found over and over again that if I simply meditate for 20 or 30 minutes in the middle of the night, as opposed to lying awake for two hours thinking, I want to go back to sleep, I want to back, go back to sleep, get up, get in my meditation posture, it can take 20 or 30 minutes, and then I can go back to sleep. So that's, that's one of the main tools that I've used in that situation. So found a walking meditation, um, which is a little more trying to distract my mind, but uh-huh. just really focusing on the walking in the night. Yes, so. that would be that would be fine. Also, yeah, if if um, if you found that it's easier to kind of change the channel than be with the emotions, 
Yeah, so in daily life, um, being with the emotions around our thoughts can be more of a challenge. Um, But I think just that simple thing I pointed to about contraction or openness is helpful. When we do have an opportunity to sit, you know, sometimes actually opening to the feelings that come with thoughts, it's like the, the, the emotions are a factory for thoughts. They're generating the thoughts. And if we're, as I said earlier, that the, the thoughts are like flares that emotions can send up. And so if we're not attending to the actual emotion, those thoughts can keep coming. And if we can open to, oh, actually what feel, I'm feeling is sadness right now. When that, that emotion gets attended to, sometimes it's like that emotion goes, thank you, you know, I've been trying to get your attention now for five minutes, you're finally paying attention to me. So, you know, sometimes the, the emotion stops sending up those flares if you actually open to the feeling and can open to the feeling. So, so more on this topic tomorrow night. There's a lot to say about this, um, but I mostly just wanted to like highlight that piece around the difference between being lost in content and aware of thought as a present moment phenomenon. So I will be here at 7.30 tomorrow morning. I hope some of you will join me. <laughs> Thank you for your attention. And we'll just, I'll just close with a little uh, sharing of the merit, particularly appropriate, I feel, for this retreat. Uh, May the beneficial results of our practice together today and this week be offered for the benefit and well-being, happiness, and liberation of all beings everywhere. May all beings be happy, healthy, safe, and at ease. Thank you for your attention.